Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. All right, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 for a message titled, Burning Bridges. Verse 53, it says, But they did not receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. So Jesus gets there, and, and there's, there's a few things in play here. First of all, you know, the Holy Spirit's moving him along. You know, and maybe we kind of get the, his face is set. You know, he's going to Jerusalem. And so maybe the Holy Spirit is moving Jesus along. And it, it's really in the heart of the Samaritans, you know, basically, no, I want you to keep moving. The, the Holy Spirit's actually leading them. But on another tone, and probably a, a huge part of this, is that when they find out he's headed to Jerusalem, and maybe that question was asked when Jesus showed up with all the disciples, where are you guys going? We're going to Jerusalem. We don't want anything to do with that. Because you have to understand there was tension between the Samaritans and the Jews. Kind of like a tension between the Ukrainians and the Russians type of a thing. You know, and war could break out any time, and they did not like each other, and yet they would pass through each other's land and deal with each other when they had to, but for the most part, they didn't want anything to do with the Samaritans. And it was a huge prejudice there. And why? Well, if you remember in your Old Testament, you remember that the, the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom, was carried away by the Assyrians about 740 BC, 733, I think is when it was finally completed, but the Assyrians came in, they took the people out, and they left a remnant there, just a group of, of poor people there, and then they, they brought a bunch of other people in. And, and that's how the Assyrians worked. That's how they kept peace. They, they, instead of, you know, putting big barracks everywhere and trying to keep everybody under control, they just took mountain people and put them by the shore. And they put, took, you know, coastal people and they put them in the plains and they put plains people in the mountains and they just kind of moved everybody around. And so the idea was they'll work so hard to try to survive that they won't have enough energy to rise up and revolt. And it was very effective. And so what they did was they moved all the people from Israel out and they moved a whole bunch of new people in. And the new people who came in, they said, well, we don't know how to worship the gods of this land and we're having all kinds of problems. Lions are coming in and eating people and, you know, it's not good. And so, they brought some of the priests back so that the priests could teach them how to worship in the way of the Jewish people. But you have to remember the northern kingdom was carried away. Why? Well, because they were pagan. They didn't really worship the way that God wanted them to worship. They worshiped the golden calves in Bethel and Ai, or Bethel and Dan. And so because they were doing that, these people who came in mixed with the religions of the people who moved in, and now the people who used to live there, it was a train wreck of a Jewish hybrid religion that was completely just a cult. And they set up their own temple on Mount Gerizim, and they said, this is the true place to worship. This is where, you know, Jacob dug his well, and this is where we're going to worship. And so the Jews didn't have anything to do with them, and the Samaritans didn't have anything to do with the Jews. It was kind of a, a mess. They were 
They were racist towards each other in a lot of ways. And so, that's what we see playing to verse 54. It says, when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven to consume them just as Elijah did? Lord, please, let us call down fire from heaven. Let us torch these people. We don't like them anyway. Let's just get rid of them. And they were, they were thinking Jesus is going to be like, go for it, you know. Now, if you remember that what they're talking about is they're talking about going Old Testament on these poor Samaritans. They're referring to 2 Kings chapter 1 when Elijah intercepted Ahaziah's group who were going to Ekron to inquire of Beelzebub. They wanted to find out if Ahaziah was going to die from an injury he received, probably because in a drunken stupor he fell through the lattice of his upper room into a lower part of the house and hurt himself, and now he's on his bed, and he wants to know if he's going to live, so he inquires of Beelzebub. Now, Elijah intercepts them, and he says, go tell your master he's going to die. And so they come back, and he's like, why are you back so soon? He says, well, a man intercepted us. He came out of nowhere. He was a crazy-looking man. And he said, you know, you're going to die. And he said, what did he look like? He was all hairy, and he had a leather belt on. He says, it's Elijah the Tishbite. And so he sent a captain with 50 men out to get Elijah, and they find him sitting on this hill. And as he's sitting up on the hill, they say, Elijah, man of God, come down. You know, we're taking you to the king. And he says, if I'm a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume you. And fire came down from heaven and they were all toast. And so he sent another captain of 50 and then 50 men. And they go to the place. And again, Elijah, man of God, come down. And he says, if I'm a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume you. And they were toast. So he sent another captain of 50. And this guy came and he ran up to Elijah and he fell down on his face and he said, I'm a family man. (laughs) You know, he didn't say that. He's like, please have mercy on your servant. And he's showing him, you know, family pictures. This is my little girl. You know, she needs a daddy. You know, I don't know. But but Elijah came down with him and he came to Isaiah and he said, yeah, you're going to die. And then he died. And that's the story. And so these guys are like, hey, we want to do this to the Samaritans for not letting us stay there. What they don't know is Jesus is used to not having any room in the inn. And so Jesus is okay to move on. But these guys wanted to call this fire, fire down on the Samaritans. But notice they didn't want to call fire down on the Pharisees and scribes when they were calling Jesus' names. You, you were a wine bearer and a glutton. You eat with tax collectors and sinners. Nobody said, let's, let's call fire down on the Pharisees. Let's call fire down on the synagogue leader. Let's call fire down. The, what about Nazareth when they, they rejected him and they tried to throw him over a cliff? Nobody said, let's call fire down on the, on the Naz, Nazarenes, right? No, 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 not at all. No, it's the Samaritans they want to toast. And why? It's because they hated the Samaritans. And, and so it's, it's interesting when we look at this, they wanted to burn this bridge, but Jesus wanted to keep this bridge healthy and for good reason. How are we supposed to act? as Christians in situations like this. You know, it's whenever I, you know, and, and maybe this, this has been my prescription for you, but whenever I have somebody talk to me about a problem with a neighbor or a problem with a coworker, and there's just kind of some kind of feud going on, or maybe it's even just a family member or something like that, that they're just having this feud, or sometimes it's even a husband and a wife, I give this prescription. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 21. I want you to read that every day. I want you to meditate on it. I want you to think about it. 
Because at the end of the day, we want to make sure our heart as Christians are in the right place when it comes to these difficult types of relationships. And so I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but in Romans chapter 12, verse 19 through 21, it says this, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, if you were privileged enough to go on last Sunday or on Thursday to the Sabina movie, how many of you guys got to see that? Okay, a little bit more than last last night. So I'm going to do a little plot, plot spoiler, but it's not too bad. You should still see it. Basically, that movie showed an example of this was over the top. And it was when Sabina was faced with the man who had killed her family. And, you know, she was Richard Warmbrand's wife. They were pastor and wife in Romania, and, and you know, they were the Jews were being persecuted. It was when Hitler, World War II, was going on, and they'd come into Romania, and the Gestapo was trying to grab people and, and kill the Jews specifically. And, and she was Jewish, and so was her husband, Richard, but they'd become Christians. And she'd find out that her whole family had been killed by this guy known as the Butcher. And when she saw him, she just ran up to him, and she forgave him and hugged him and kissed his cheeks. And so let me go make some food for you. And he just broke and he brought him to the Lord. Amazing. True story. And that's, that's exactly what, what Paul is saying here to the Romans is to have that heart of forgiveness towards people. Very similar to what happened with Corey Tenboom when she was confronted with one of the guards from Ravenbrook when she, that concentration camp that she'd been in for all those years. The guard who'd beaten her, personally beaten her sister who died in that concentration camp. The, the guard who had treated her poorly as she had to stand in the, in the cold like, like it was this morning or even colder where they'd stand there for hours in formation in just thin cotton dresses and, and no shoes and just being tortured by these people. And this man came up to her. As she spoke on forgiveness, she came down the platform and a man came up and spoke to her and he says, what you said is true. Jesus does forgive. And she immediately recognized the voice as this man who had harmed her so deeply. And inside her whole, her whole heart just went cold and she felt dead inside and terror and everything the enemy wanted to put on her started to fill her heart. But in obedience to Christ, she just raised her hand to take his hand. And when she did, she was filled with the love of Christ and she was able to embrace him. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.